I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. I'm Demetri Miller with No Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Reigns from XDP. This is Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance. Corey Willis from PPI. I'm Drew with D&J Precision Machine. I'm Pinky. And you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. Diesel Podcast. You're listening to The Diesel Podcast. The Diesel Podcast. The one and only Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? Before we get to the podcast, we want to thank two companies that make it possible for us to do these, to bring you guys the stories, to talk about the parts and and everything. BD Diesel, they've been around forever. These guys are on the cutting edge of of innovation, and they've been doing it for a long time. If you're looking for parts for your truck, just go to dieselperformance.com. It's real easy to search for your year, make, model, different categories. And on the tuning side, we want to thank PPEI. The guys at PPI are are world-class with what they do with tuning, customer service, and they're constantly innovating and looking at things they can do, um, you know, to add new features to their tuning platforms. Just go to ppi.com, and you can search by year, make, and model. Ryan, how you been, man? Oh, good. We're kind of in full season, full swing, traveling around, doing shows, going to races, sled pulling, so my life has begun again. (laughs) It's that time of year. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's it's a good time though. It's cool to see uh, all your old buddies in the diesel industry and uh, uh, what the new, you know, what all the manufacturers have going that's new and hot and exciting, and then all the competitors that have been working hard over the winter to uh, bring out some really cool rigs. And uh, yeah, it's been an interesting season already. Right on, man. I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited you got uh, Lenny from Dynamite Diesel with us today. Yeah, man. I've been working with Lenny for a little while now, and uh, if anybody's ever met Lenny, um, don't ever throw a shiny red ball anywhere because you lose him for an hour. But uh, <laughs> um, but we did wrangle him down here for the podcast. So, uh, Lenny, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? I'm doing great. Right on. Absolutely. So we hear you got you, you got some a lot of new things in the works, Lenny. It's been a pretty busy year for the past. Well, it's been a pretty busy three years, I guess. But yeah, the since the last UCC and then last season going out for all the uh, ODSS events. And, yeah, there's been a lot of growth and a lot of things happening and just big changes. Some of them are easy and some of them are struggles, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot. What's one of the uh, newest or biggest things you'd like, you know, the diesel fans out there to to know that Dynamite's bringing to the market? Well, most recent that probably is the most hidden is the fact that uh, we actually are closing down our driving service center in Washington and going to focus more energy towards just the production of parts and testing those parts. Um, there's definitely enough shops in Snohomish County to, to service all the vehicles, so I didn't really want to continue spending all my energy on that when the reality is, like, the product side of things is growing. I don't know. Julianus, what are we Manufacturers should focus on manufacturing because that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> and people who repair stuff should, re- you know, focus on repair. Um, burning the can on both ends is tough. I mean, you you got uh, you had a good staff over there, though, but you lost a key guy, and it's kind of hard to find those good dudes every now and again. So, you know, it's just kind of is what it is. But I think I think it's good for the company in the long run. You'll be able to kind of knuckle up and focus, and we'll have the in-ground dyno there you know, running away and have more time to spend on R&D than driving the eight hours in between Seattle and Coeur d'Alene, basically. (laughs) 
that was uh, getting old. That I'll promise. <laughs> How many miles did you say you were driving a year, going back and forth, like sixty-eight thousand miles or something ridiculous? Well, I got, I got uh, a Yukon here three months ago, and it's got I don't know, close to ten thousand miles on it now, and and the dually, which only tows, has in eighteen months, twenty months. I think that's got forty-six thousand on it now. <laughs> And then we got that F three fifty that you guys were pushing for, so I've been driving that as well. And oh yeah, then the Nomad truck that that's picked up twenty five thousand miles in the last year, so it's been a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. Too many. No, I, too many. I I think if I would have you kind of delve into anything in the product line there, Lenny, that at least I am most excited about and saw you came out with. Do you have injectors that don't have a core anymore? You don't have to send in your old crap. It's actually a new, new injector. What uh, what kind of led you down that path, man? Well, I would say the first thing was Canadian customers struggled because trying to ship their cores back into the States was usually 150 bucks just in freight to get them here. Mm-hmm. So I was leaning on the folks that I buy, all my OEM equipment from, because I can't really say the name. Um, <laughs> the, the OEM guys have part numbers that weren't super easy to find, but we have those part numbers. We've placed orders. We've got them on schedule. So it's a little bit rocky right now with all the brand-new product. But, yeah, the brand-new stuff, Dynamite Diesel is offering a two-year warranty. There's no core charge on it. I guess it's fairly priced as well. Um, but mm-hmm. then, you know, the remand stuff that we've always done has always been remanned by the OEM. And I'm going to say that, six to eight of the bodies that come out of boxes are all brand spanking new anyway. So that's never been, we've never struggled with like having quality issues, but uh, especially for the Canadian customers that had customs, you know, freight, like now they have another option where they don't have to worry about sending that back to us. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. And I don't really know that if everybody doesn't know out there that you've been repping us quite some time, like three years or whatever it's been now. And then between you and Brian Bailey, uh, we had a great conversation in what October? No, it was mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. I mean, it was late in the years after SEMA, probably November or something like that. All right, well, you came here? No, no, it's for our Christmas party. We ended up doing that in January. Remember? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're getting old. We're really <laughs> bad with dates, but um, yeah, we like locked ourselves into a sweat lodge and uh, basically tried to. Uh, figure out every single part number pricing-wise. So, like, all the remand stuff, we got it all priced right where you're going to, you know, find some of our closest competition. We think quality is a little higher. And uh, and we lowered the core prices on the remand stuff to match. Uh, Because that was always, you know, the big barrier of entry for people wanting to buy dynamite. They're like, well, I'm not a racer. I don't need those big injectors that they make over there. Or, man, Lenny makes good stuff. It's just so dang expensive. Um, And, you know, when people have injectors go out, unless they're upgrading it, um, you know, if they're replacing something, it's a repair. And and people are budget-minded for sure. So we're just trying to kind of fill that space of a really high-quality injector that um, that is reasonably priced. You know, you usually you, you either get one or the other. It'd either be like a, hey, you know, one out of ten fails, <laughs> or um, it would be a, uh, you know, hey, you know, I no money, you know, spare no expense, just give me the nicest injector. And, and now I think we've kind of melded both with the remand line. But then if you just don't want to fuss with any remand stuff, and you want a two-year warranty, and you don't like paying cores, like a lot of people, just buy the new stuff. So and then. 
you know, brought in the pumps as well. So uh, the we have you know new uh, just stock replacement pumps that are available and um, and reman options. So like, there's just a lot of cool stuff over in the dynamite side of things for fuel. And um, yeah, it was painstaking. It took months to get all that stuff out because we also changed the sizing to better complement what people are used to seeing uh, on the internet. So like we have percent over on there in addition to horsepower. And um, Lenny, why don't you why don't you explain? Because I think some people really love the horsepower rating of the injector, and then some people they just know to you know what a size a percent over is. And uh, explain why you are so hard up to kind of show the percent over as well in the variance. The kind of how you explained it to me a long time ago. So that's a really tough one to answer, but I'm glad we have the opportunity because. So, for instance, like this morning, we were looking at a set of injectors that had huge nozzles. They were like 100 liter per minute, which percentage, that would be like a three or 400% over nozzle. But there was no body work done. So the engine doesn't run off of nozzle size. The engine runs off of, like, how many cubes you can shove in there in a given amount of time. I like doing the horsepower thing because... If the customer would tell us, like, my end goal is this, we could then work with that number, give them as many MMs cubed as they needed to make that goal, and obviously keep the nozzle as small and tight as possible to get to the end goal. A lot of people really like the percent over because they've been buying from other companies and that's how they measure things, and that's all fine. But in a case like this where, you know, the guy had a huge nozzle with no body work done, the injector was never going to give him the amount of fluid that he wanted for the horsepower he's trying to get to. So after we looked at it, and then this is today, like, um, so it's very fresh, but the EDM work was garbage. So even though there was a lot of air that was able to flow through the nozzle, there wasn't that many CCs that could flow through the injector. We're able to go down. He's going to end up with like 100% over nozzle and some body work, and it's going to drive a lot better. It's going to work a lot better. It's going to be way more tunable. And uh, in the end, the guy's going to have the power that he finally wants. Mm-hmm. So there, it's, I guess it's just a jargon, you know. Like people get used to ordering, and if they've always had good luck by ordering so-and-so's, you know, 100% over or 300% over, then they have that tune rate. They have their, you know, kind of base file, and they've got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I've always, like, you know, Every time you come to me and you're like, hey, look, you know, I need a set of injectors for this guy, and it's going to be this. And then mm-hmm. I tell you to fill out the race waiver, and you hate it. But you know, <laughs> the other day, I called one of your customers, and I got three different stories from three different dudes in the same shop about the same truck. And I'm like, hey, guys, like, it, it, I can't make one set of injectors magical. Like, I really need you to all figure out. And they were like, okay, give us a day, and we'll figure out what we're really going to do with this thing. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be outstanding. So, because I can't make a set of injectors magic. Like, they, you know, unfortunately, if you put great injectors with the wrong product or great products with the wrong injectors, you always end up with a bad product going down the road. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's always a struggle, but the custom injector order form kind of takes out the guesswork and the headache, and it makes most of our customers really happy because we, we can help them and guide them. You know, like, for instance, you were saying, oh, these guys are going to spin a bunch of RPM. Well, they, they can't. They only have 373 gears. So, <laughs> you know, unless they're going to hang that thing in first and second gear, they're never going to make a bunch of RPM. Right, right. We're dynoing in third in the entire lives. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. 
and then you know a lot of folks they'll they'll undersize or oversize their turbos by like a long ways mm-hmm. and uh you know that's part of it i can't make the injector fix your your improper turbocharger applications right yeah but a lot of people don't understand that they're not aware of it and you know with us having the engine dyno now finally up and running and working like that that's been a super educational tool although it uh, it costs us a lot of money and a lot of time, but man, the education level with having that is has been outstanding. Mm-hmm. So definitely excited to have that thing operational. Nice, nice. So what trucks are in the fleet that are going on that engine dyno? What have you got uh, scheduled for uh, 2018? Well, uh, Mike Meineke, so the manager of ATS, his motor goes to our engine dyno. I want to say he gets there Monday. Mm-hmm. And he's got a new set of our injectors going in it, and he'll test a bunch of different turbochargers, and ATS is sending out their two tuners, so they're going to be able to dial in the motor and make everything happy before they throw in the chassis. That's coming up this week. Um, obviously, I've spent a few weeks dynoing parts, turbochargers, pumps, uh, in different injectors and things, trying to figure out, like, our UCC program. And uh, not only did that help us, but it helped out all of our customers and clients that are in the UCC and and all of our guys that are sled pulling as well. Like, I learned a ton, and now all that information is free for everybody that wants to, you know, use our stuff. So that's – I think that's going to be a, a huge help in the long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, were, we made 2,199 horsepower on a single charger with uh, <laughs> 1,200 microseconds the other day. So, so you were on tune one, like all the racers like to say when they cut off a good time. Like, hey man, I was only in tune one. Yeah, yeah. We need to come up with uh, like a t-shirt line of just the the bullshit sayings that people say at the track. Like that was that was only tune two. Whatever, Dimitri. Yeah, I like those. I seriously think like the the end all to be all of t-shirts. Is a programmable light emitting diode shirt. Mm. So, like, when somebody's standing there talking to your face and they say something super stupid, you can think to your shirt, and your <laughs> shirt then takes that and turns it into like a meme. So, when you turn mm. around and walk away from the guy, it actually like mocks him for saying that. It's like the most passive aggressive way of insulting someone on the planet having your shirt do it. It's fantastic. <laughs> I really, it is. But I'm really into profit these days. And I feel like if we could invent that shirt and, you know, pass yeah. it and get it dialed in, like Well don't go full hustler on me. I can't 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 have full hustler. I I like the fact that you're an honest businessman at this point. I don't want to be uh out there trying to sell like rip off juicy couture pants on eBay or anything like that. So <laughs> But that happens even in the injector world. Like, it's oh, yeah. pretty crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, turbo world, too, you know, your eBay turbos and, and things like that. There's there's easy ways to get, you know, real inexpensive craft in from China and, and make a quick buck just because consumers are so budget-oriented, you know. And um, and that's just a really nice way of saying that they're fucking cheap. And uh, just, you know, I get it in the repair world, you know. Six liter owners bought a ten thousand dollar truck thing is gonna be dope. Now they gotta put another eight into it. You know, and man, it's just you know, kinda is what it is in the market. But um but yeah, it's kinda hard when you're one of the quality brands of all the tire kickers that come around and, 
and what have you. Um, but so tell us about your UCC aspirations, man. I want to hear all about it. I mean, you you try and keep me in the loop, but the listeners don't know. Patrick doesn't know. So uh, uh, you guys did really well last year. We, you guys, what what was your placing last year? Fourth overall. So we uh, we suck apparently because we took fourth two years in a row. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Like that, that really eats at me, and I I have a ton of respect for LeBlanc, but man, I tell you what, like I really, really, really spent with hours and cash. I feel like that buys you luck, and I'm hoping that we're really lucky that weekend because it would be so cool to actually win that event. But well, really, me this, Lenny. If somebody had told you last year that he was going to bring two motors prior to the event, would you have changed anything that you were doing for the? No, I had, I had strep throat. I had zero energy. It was just enough for me to get there and get home. Um, we were actually looked at last year about this time for doing a TV show, so I was working on that stuff as well. And uh, I had zero energy to put into it other than what we did. But this year our goal is a little different. We're we're taking the spare motors. We're, we've got we've got two DNJ and Porsche motors and. Uh, but one of them is the exact same motor that we ran last year. It's been, it still works. It still runs. That's what we did all the dyno testing on. Um, we're taking the trucks quite a bit lighter, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're going to have a whole lot better sled pull program than we used to. So, because really we didn't break anything until the second hook of the sled pull last year, and then we wadded up the ring pinion, yoke, drive line, and transfer case. Have you upgraded all those this year? We've upgraded, yes. We have changed parts. We actually, we we bought like a military-style axle, and that's what's going to go in the rear differential for the, the sled pulling. You you have a Diesel Brothers axle? Did they sell it to you directly? No, I don't have like one of the portal-style axles. Yeah. But uh, we did spend a pile of money on it, and it's pretty lightweight considering how strong it is. So, mm-hmm. It's going to be a heck of a lot better than a Dana or, you know, any Dana, like, smaller Dana, I should say, or, like, the AAM 11.5. It's a lot it's a lot beefier than that. Mm. But, yeah, it's power. So, last year for UCC, we kind of made a mistake. Like, you know, anybody in the UCC, we get into a hurry. And mm-hmm. we did UCC, took fourth place, made 1,650 horsepower two years in a row. And then a week later, we were at TS racing. And we tested lockup, and we didn't have it. And uh, <laughs> Domino and I, you know, like we're scratching our heads, and we're working it out, and we're trying to figure it out. And then here comes Nelson walking through the pits, you know, carrying his little duffel bag full of electrical parts. And he's like, what are you guys doing? You know, and just kind of that cheerful, happy-go-lucky dude. We're like, ah, we're, you know, trying to troubleshoot lockup. And he walks over, and like 48 seconds later, he's like, well, this wire's not hooked up. Like, did you mean to do that? And we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so through the so, entire UCC last year, you guys didn't have lockup. No lockup, yeah. Wow, wow, that's well, it's respectable. You guys got fourth place, even not even be able to lock the converter. I mean, converters are pretty efficient these days, but still, that's impressive. It was all right. Like it was good that we didn't break any parts in UCC, so that might have helped us. But it definitely would have helped us a lot if we could have applied all the powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so yeah. I'm thinking that, you know, having lock-up and then our, you know, we did. We spent time on the dyno, so we're making good power now. Um, The motor's extremely happy. Like, 
it's it's we should have a solid weekend at the UCC, um, and then the truck's going to stay out there and run ODSS as well. Um, I've found that you know with Dustin Jackson and just all the dudes out there, like they're all you know from the Rudy's event to just everybody out there's a ton of fun to be around and hang out with and race with. Like they're all racers and they all want to they want to go fast and they're all pretty influent. You know they're they're there to help each other out. It's a good group. So even mm-hmm. though it's kind of a pain for us to be out there, like we're we're gonna leave another truck trailer and the truck out there, and then we've got so many friends. They're just like, dude, leave it here. You know, like you can you can leave it at our shop for a week and. Yeah, no, it is a good good community. Well, you know, to speak to that, um, what what have you found uh, as far as people being cagey about their builds on the UCC? Have you found that people are not wanting to share information leading up to it, um, or has anybody reached out to you and you're like, hey man, I'm not going to tell you about my secret squirrel stuff? Like, is how's that environment like? Because the ODSS is, you know, it's a points race all year same people, you kind of get used to them. You know, at the UCC, there's going to be a lot of new faces, a lot of new builds, you know, people you've never competed against. What what have you noticed as far as other competitors? How, how much are people trying to help each other out, um, do well at this event? Well, that's – there's guys that, you know, like I respect, but I don't trust. It's not that I think <laughs> they want to lie to me, but they're going to lie to me. He, and, this guy you know, should run for office faster. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, I don't, political sidestepping if I've ever heard it. I, well, LeVon Miller, like, that guy's very competitive. His family's very driven. They're they're very focused, and they build a really good product. And mm-hmm. LeVon's like, I'm just going to throw this thing in the corner of the shop, and I'm leaving it alone. And I'm like, no, that's, that's what should have been. Right, and then he shows up with, like, a flying car or something like that. Yeah, like, what like, did I that do? guy's going to show up and be George Jetson or something, you know, and I'm going to do a drive. Just threw it in the corner for the Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, we've – so last year I think we had four vehicles in the UCC. Mm-hmm. And this year we've got seven or eight of the uh, contenders, and I think we have eight trucks in the UCC. Oh, so you have, like, seven or eight qualifiers in and another eight of the 30? Yeah. That are in the, oh, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. So we've got a so, lot So you probably have some carnal UCC. knowledge on a lot of people's builds since you've been building their injectors for them. I think we do, you know, like, I'm, I'm not going to share any of their builds or what have you, but. Sure, sure. The, the community itself, you know, whether it comes from any of our other competitors, um, all of those people are all pretty friendly to, to each other, I think, and I think that everybody kind of wants to see, if we get our asses whooped, like, I'll be cool with that, because I will know that we have done everything in our power to try to win. Mm-hmm. But if we lose, those guys deserve it. Like, I guarantee you that we're not going there to take fourth place again. Like, I'm kind of banking on first or, like, 30th. <laughs> so we're either scattering turbos or we're winning. We're going to have more turbos. We're going to have another engine. We're going to have, you know, spare trannies, like spare differentials. Like, we're bringing it all. But the one thing I do like about what the UCC did is, you know, it's growing, it's changing, and they're trying to keep it as fair as possible. Um, the new rule that everybody has to work on their stuff in the pits mm-hmm. is legit. Like to, as opposed to, you know, having a shop local to them that they can go use kind of a thing. Yeah, because, you know, for the dudes that have to drive a 1,000 miles or 1,500 mm-hmm. miles, like, they don't have a shop to just go run to. 
Yeah, yeah. So so I like that because, you know, what we're planning on changing there, we plan on changing right in front of everybody right out there in whatever weather, you know, God gives us. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. it's not like last year. That was brutal. Yeah, but Probably it's the too coldest show ever worked. What's that? Yeah. Going from March to May, like, that's going to be a big difference. Yeah, I, I'm sure it will be, be much better that that way. What's your opinion of the drag race setup? Like, for me, going to all these um, ODSS races and NHRDA races and some of the independent races out there, you know, when you go there, you get two qualifying passes. Based on your ET, they set up a bracket, and then you got to go race a guy, right? That's drag racing, right? I mean, real simple deal. The, with the point accrual system that um, the UCC does with, like, however many seconds you are slower than X or faster than X gets you X amount of points, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I'm totally, like, sold on that. I still think it'd be cool to have to, you know, factor in, a, you know, a driver skill, you know, being able to cut a light, you know, having some experience in that space. But I don't know. That's that's just me. But I wanted to see what you thought about that, Lenny. I mean, you've done a, more sled pulling than probably drag racing, but, you know, you've done quite a bit of both. Um, the driver skill and driver aspect is definitely huge, and I do feel like Donovan's a really good driver. Like, he's still got good vision to where, like, some of the dudes our age don't. And mm-hmm. He's been in that, you know, his brother's truck, Darren's little truck, like he's made hundreds of passes in that. So Donovan's a really good driver. He's definitely sharp. And I believe that this year they're going to allow us to run side by side. So we're going to give Donovan a couple of test hits because we will not have tested that truck at all by the time it gets to UCC. Mm. So, you know, cat's out of the bag. But uh, I told Donovan, I was like, dude, I'm going to give you two hits. And after that, I'm going to walk over to a guy's trailer, and I'm going to call somebody out, and we're going to make sure that, you know, it, it kind of turns into a uh, a little bit of a shit storm. Like, I want to kind of get in somebody's head that's really cocky and really mouthy, and I'd like <laughs> to sort of embarrass that person. So, yeah. Shots but, fired. <laughs> You're not going to tell us who it is, are you? <laughs> Well, then he could prepare for it, and I don't really feel like that would <laughs> – there's no surprise there. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm looking forward to it, though. I think that there's uh, – I think the UCC's done a pretty good job reacting to a lot. Like, they had a pretty solid growth, and their, their social media is pretty much on target. So, uh, it's crazy. Like, all the ODSS events we went to last year, people walk up to us and be like, hey, man. I've seen this truck before, and we're like, oh, cool, you know, like, where'd you see it? And they're like, the UCC. I'm like, oh, cool, so you were there? And they're like, no, I just saw it on the, on the Internet. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so, it counts. They were there. Yeah, yeah, it counts. Yeah, my best friend. Like, he's my Facebook buddy. <laughs> he's my best friend right here, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I like when people come up and use my first name, and I, I don't know who they are. And they're like, oh, you don't remember me, do you? And they look, they look so butthurt, like I'm supposed to remember everybody. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I meet a lot of people. I'm like, oh, well, you met me at TS three years ago. I was like, oh, come on. Like, it wasn't even like last week or something like that. Or I see you every, you know, every year kind of a thing. It's like, I'm not going to remember you from three years ago. Sorry, buddy. Oh, well. And then, like, you, you got to kind of wonder, like, was it at night and were you naked? Like, I don't remember you. <laughs> it's very possible. It's TS, man. <laughs> UCC, not so much nudity going on there. Way too cold. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know. Like, 
this whole year has been sort of a storm. Like, there was a lot going on last year. Like, we just barely got the armadillo. And for those of you that don't know what the armadillo is, it's a test stand that we got a year ago. I nicknamed it the armadillo, and I, I had a guy make it for us. It's an extremely good tool. But armadillo number two, number two is in route. It's on its way. And the orders, you know, like, we're just busier than ever, and that thing's kind of becoming a bottleneck. So, Lenny, explain the difference between your armadillo custom stand and, say, what somebody would have in just your basic fuel shop, like a an OEM guy, OEM-made stand. I know I'm not supposed to use the word. I get yelled at. Patrick can say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can say it, Patrick. The stand. The B word, yeah. Anyway. The, uh, the OEM stuff is good. Like, there's no doubt. But it comes with, like, all of its test parameters programmed into it, and all the set points are, like, right there. So you, you grab the injector part number, you punch it in, and then it pulls up the test data plan, and that's how it runs it. And it gives you a little check mark for what passes, and it gives you an X for what fails inside those test parameter windows. And none of the injectors we make, in theory, should ever pass those like factory specs, right? Like if you wanted a factory injector, you'd have a factory stock truck. Mm-hmm. And in the high performance world, we're not trying to do that. So the stand that I've got, it has um, basically all of those test points in it. Like I can grab any, I can test any stock injector, but I can write any plan I want. And for instance, like we just did some 6.4 stuff and we were working on it for a really big Ford company, like down southeast. And uh, they were they were wanting some big stuff. So I called up the guy that actually does the tuning for the truck, asked him where he runs the tune, and then I set that as my test point in the test stand. Mm. So all the so you can almost mimic the truck you're making injectors for. That's in the whole thing. Yeah, wow, like that's the whole thing. Like you know when guys are like, ah, my injectors pump a thousand cc's. Okay, well first off, bullshit. It won't fit. <laughs> Like, 400 cc's after 30 seconds, that injector will be 200 degrees of temperature. Like, it, at 450, the injector's, like, really upset, and it doesn't even like it. Like, it, it doesn't sound right. So trying to give people real cc or, or MMQ numbers is, like, it's pretty critical. And that stand, I trust it. Like, it gives me the same number day after day after day. Um it's kind of a heartbreaker because, like, some of the ideas that you think, man, this is really going to, like, smash it out of the park, and then it goes, no, no, it doesn't. And you're like, <laughs> damn. So, yeah. And then another thing, like, we've just, just today, we've got an aftermarket manufacturer making us nozzles, and they made our seven-hole nozzle, which is a really large sack, and that's what everybody's running for, like, their UCC and their, their sled pull setups and all that stuff is that. I, six months ago or so, had them start working on Duramax stuff because the Duramax stuff is, it doesn't pump as good as the Cummins stuff. Well, I've been working on Duramax bodies and struggling with nozzles, so today our custom nozzle for the Duramax finally showed up. So I'll probably start testing that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Mm-hmm. So there could be some really big things happening. And, and on the Duramax stuff, your day-to-day stuff all dialed in. It's just the real big stuff you've been trying to uh... – get a little further on on the on the on the Duramax world I'm guessing. Yeah, correct. Like um 
say like Wade at, at uh, Diesel Daydreams, like he's got some mm-hmm. of the big stuff for his LB7. Okay. And those are pretty well dialed in, but that took me, you know, like I was probably into those things 40 hours or something like that to get that set dialed in. Um, but there are limitations to the factory style nozzles that we just run into. And a lot of it, like I hate to divulge too much, but when people are talking about VCO versus SAC, like that's a portion of it, I get it. But then the actual needle inside of that nozzle, that thing dictates idle flow rates, the mid-range, and the wide-open flow rate. So, I mean, it's unfortunate, but we've had to cut a bunch of parts in half, and then uh, basically just take like an EDM wire, slice the part right in half, and then you can see how the needle interferes down in the sack or down in, like, the tip on a VCO. And it'll kind of paint the picture. Like, when you get to see it visually, you can you can sort of – explain to yourself why it does certain things at certain test points and how come it responds. You may have a truck that makes a bunch of power, but it hard starts. It doesn't like to idle right, especially in cold environments. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because, like we're using fuel to make fire. And when people see white smoke, they start pulling fuel out of it. And in actuality, like when I talk to the guy that's tuning it, I'm like, hey, man, did you understand that, like, when we put that nozzle on there, you actually lost fuel? So instead of pulling fuel out of the programming, you need to add fuel to it, generate more heat. And, again, that's where, like, you know, at X test point, like, let's just say it's, like, um, 160 uh, MPA, uh, really low microseconds, just idling. And then if it's asking for about 10 mm's cubed, but you put an injector in there, it's only giving it four. Well, it's not going to work on a really cold morning. There's not enough heat there. And if I can give that information correctly to the guy that's tuning it, he can fix that. And that happens often. Like, we work with a lot of tuners. And it, that's a good relationship. And we can make some trucks really real well. You know, in listening to to what you guys are doing, you know, like with UCC or some of the big power trucks or even, you know, like the day-to-day things, Lenny, that's where the, you know, we talked about price, or Ryan brought up price a little bit, and and everything, but you really do get what you pay for, and you're not just paying for, you know, an injector in a box, there's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes, and it's so helpful to hear, you know, what you go through, how you set these trucks up, all the information that you need, that I don't think a lot of other places do. I don't think they take that time, per se, to do I would that. tell you this, Patrick, if, if Dynamite Diesel didn't have Lenny Reed, who I, I think, you know, after doing this podcast, we can all say he is an enthusiast of the diesel stuff. DDP would not be where it's at and on, on the way to where it's going, um, just because all of the monies that get made at DDP get shoved right back into DDP. So, you know, Lenny doesn't live in a three-story mansion, ball out with a bunch of Lamborghinis and stuff like that. He's got a Tahoe and a normal house, and he works all day, <laughs> which I've always enjoyed that, um, you know, work ethic from him. You know, he's two hours earlier from me, and I'm like, I'm getting up, I'm getting ready kind of thing. It's like 7 o'clock here, and he's shooting me texts like, hey, man, let's have a great day. And I was like, it's 5 a.m., what is this guy doing? And he's like, oh, I just left the gym. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Robot. But uh, but he'll go in there on the weekends, jam out injectors. We got when we launched this new pricing, man, it just took off like wildfire and stacked up just a boatload of POs like overnight kind of a thing. 
And then, of course, two Eleni's like really good injector builders are brothers, and they're like, hey, by the way, we're going to Hawaii next week. And so he like lost a huge chunk of his staff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he came in on Saturday and Sunday and worked all day just to make sure the customers got their their gear in, in you know, a, a, a quick time, you know. And, and with UCC Crunch being around here, it's just it's just hard to get that kind of stuff out the door sometimes. Well, the, that's where the garage thing has really kind of been hurting me, like, because I would wake up at 2 in the morning and I would leave my house in Hayden I would drive to Seattle, work from 8.30 in the morning till 5 that night. Then the next day I would be there, and I would hit the gym there with my old buddy Sean. And then Wednesday I would hit the gym, and then I would work until noon, and that week the garage would crush it. Like, numbers were awesome. And then the next week, then Wednesday at noon, I would turn around, and I'd come back to Hayden so I could, you know, hang out here at the shop for the rest of the week. And uh, then the next week the numbers would be damn near 50 or 60%. And I'm just like, man, like it shouldn't be that violent of a swing in one week just when I'm there and not there. And and then I talked to a guy, he, uh, you know, Fast Brad, and I was like, dude, I'm struggling with this. You know, like I feel like I, if I close that company up, I'm kind of giving up. And he's like, well, think about it. Like if you've built your reputation and you've got injector orders hanging, like how many dollars per hour can your employees make? And how many, like, really good employees do you have over there that you could drag over? And I'm like, man, okay, so I got, like, this many people over there I could drag over here. And, yeah, he's right. If they're way more effective putting parts together and servicing basically, like, the three or four employees that are coming over to help us out, they're going to have jobs that are going to help our products customers. So the dyno, the fabrication, the testing, like, you and Brian Bailey were like, dude, Piezo needs love. Like, you need to figure mm-hmm. it out. So then I went and bought that truck that day you guys said that. And since then, like, the Piezo stuff, LML and the Scorpion 6.7 liter Ford, those things are a blast to drive now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to – you have got you can't just, like, run it in the test stand and go, oh, wow, look, it pumps fluid. Now it's going to make – and then the the percentage over, like, that's a hypothetical guess. Like, it's it actually is not a percent of fluid over. It's a percentage – to give customers or tuners an idea on how it's going to react in the truck. So, yes, it's bigger, but depending on the supporting logs in the truck, like, it, it, it all has to work together. So, yeah. and that's where I like to, you know, I'll just go buy a truck and then drive it stock, dyno it, um, modify it. And sure enough, like, some of the drivability and characteristics of its, you know, operating wasn't perfect at first. And then, you know, a couple of weeks go by and I'm like, dude, Anybody can go drive this truck right now, and they'll be, like, impressed. And that's a guarantee. Like, I, I straight love that 6.7, and here in, I don't know, probably fall, I'll probably buy an LML and make sure that it works the exact same. But internally, those injectors are damn near the exact same part. So, yeah, it's – there's just – there's so much that happened since the last time I was in this podcast. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's almost a totally different company, man, you know, with – the product offering, got that uh, twin CP3, that belt-driven one coming out, that big cog belt one coming out here soon. Um, you know, brand-new injectors, stroker pumps. I mean, people definitely, if they haven't had a look at the the product line, you know, or, or what their truck, you know, what's on there for their truck, should, should have a second look at what DDP's got these days because we are stacked. Where's the best place for people to see it? 
to, to see the, the new products and everything. Under the hood of their truck. <laughs> we we have a lot of information on dynamitediesel.com. We do not sell direct to the public through our website. Um, so I would suggest your favorite retailer um, or your or your best shop. You know, just like the ATS thing, I go around and do a lot of dealer trainings. And so since we launched this new program, I've been staying very busy going and doing classroom trainings for, you know, all of our dealers, making sure everybody knows exactly what we have to offer. And, I mean, this, is, this isn't a $10 purchase, you know what I mean? So you want to do some research and, and feel comfortable with it. And, um, uh, but we, we've got some really good info out there. So the whole load sheet, when we send it out for all of our retailers, has those percent overs, percent overs in there. So if you're doing some comparative shopping, you, you can size it properly. Um, but then it also has horsepower capability, like, hey, it's a 50-horsepower injector. It is capable of 550, that type of thing, if you have, you know, as many mods on as possible. You, you, that's how much fuel you can get. Um, and then it'll also have modification recommendations. You know, you should have a twin pump kit with this. You should have a um, modified turbo. You should have, you know, the, you know, an aftermarket turbo, not just a modified stock turbo. Um, and then when you get to a certain size, um, we make you fill out the uh, custom injector order form, like, like Lenny mentioned. Um, basically, anything, what would you say horsepower? Anything over eight, 900 horsepower, Lenny is going to have you fill out a, a, a bio on your truck. And it's everything from, you know, what your tune is like to do you have an aftermarket transmission, what your turbos are, you know, twin pumps, everything, gearing, tire size, you name it, uh, everything but maybe the paint color. And then Lenny builds you a set of injectors for your truck. Um, you know, every set of injectors that goes out of uh, DEP are all made as a set and balanced as a set. We don't do like a, a big, you know, uh, industrial size, you know, what do you call assembly line kind of thing where it's like, hey, today we're going to make 550 horsepower injectors, that kind of a thing. And then you just grab six from the bucket whenever you get an order. Um, it's like, oh, Steve needs a set of 50s, and we built Steve a set of 50s. So it's it's a little bit more of a, a custom uh, premium product. But again, you know, Lenny was willing to take the risk and lower the price of the remand stuff to kind of what the market is asking for, and uh, we're hoping we make up for it in quantity, I guess. <laughs> the social media is huge, too. Like I follow Dynamite Diesel on Facebook and Instagram, and all these you know all these things that we've just talked about you can see on there and and uh the equipment and the testing and all that kind of stuff so i definitely enjoy following you guys lenny on on social media and and keeping up with you know new things and and stuff you, that uh you, know, you guys are doing mm-hmm. i appreciate that that's that's the whole thing man like everything that we do no matter what we do um, you know, even like say a firefighter, like a firefighter of like 1975 was probably able to put out most fires and whatnot, but technology gets better. It makes his job easier. It makes fire trucks a lot better. Technology just keeps changing. You know, like every day that we go to work, we struggle with something and it's up to somebody else to try and figure it out make it better, make it easier, make it more accurate. And this last, I would say the last three years in diesel has been like really crazy, but Mm-hmm. This year, like having the engine dyno, like I guarantee you, everybody's always complained about common rail not being able to keep up in the upstairs RPM of the mechanical injection stuff. 
So this year I had the opportunity to dyno our stuff with 3.0, smoothboard 3.0, with a, a motor that run extremely good in the PPL series. And uh, we got that thing to put downstairs, like we were 100 horsepower, 150 horsepower more downstairs. But upstairs, we were right there with it. Mm. And then we bolted on the 3.6 smoothbore. And I'm not kidding, like, it was not easy or it was not difficult for the exact same tune-up to knock out 1,800 and change. And it pulled upstairs quite well. So those injectors, definitely not something you'd want in your daily driver, but, man, do they make power. And that's where having all of us, you know, as a community pushing each other and, you know, even this podcast, like, it's a good deal because it gives people an outlet to go learn something new or hear something new. Um, you know, it's we've – the technology of what we're doing is really cool. And honestly, like, it's, it's mostly about the people to me. Like, I, I am an enthusiast, but, you know, it's every dude out there that's ever whooped my ass at something that's made me think, you know, like, how do I make that not happen again? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not that I don't, you know, respect the guy. It's just that I don't want it to continue to happen. So, um, and then our customers, like, you know, when a customer calls up and they're just, like, super pumped because this weekend they won at whatever they were doing or, you know, a guy shoots an email. He's like, man, I, I told my can't throw over the, the pass, and it's just never been so effortless. I think it's great mileage. It runs awesome. It doesn't smoke. That's the kind of stuff, you know, when, hell, I was looking through our, our Instagram last night, and, there was a lady that said, you know, we wanted to thank Dynamite Diesel for 15 years of the service, and she had her two, like, little girls, probably eight, nine, ten years old, holding our banner. And, you know, I was like, wow, that was a really cool post to make. But, you know, it's it's just about the relationships and all that stuff. And I, I guess, I, you know, going back to the garage, like, I, I kind of feel like we're – it's just it's such a change. Like, we really have to get to where we're going to pro- – we're just going to make products. And – support the mm-hmm. shops, and let those shops support the customers. Like, that's that's the evolution of this beast, I guess. Yeah. Well, at some point, you got to be a surgeon as opposed to a general practitioner. It's the only way you'll be the best. You know what I mean? So, you know, if, if you want to be the the best at any one thing, you just really have to, you know, lock down and focus on it. You know, Usain Bolt is always going to be faster than a decathlon athlete in a sprint. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just that's just how that stuff shakes out, and I think it's going to be for the better because uh, clearly you have um, some knowledge and talent and some drive to uh, be the best in the injector world. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I do. Like, I really want I want to be really good at what I do. There's no doubt, but it's pretty much out of respect to like you know all my buddies, and I'll you know I'm sure I'm going to leave out plenty of them that I shouldn't leave out, but. You know, you got Dustin Jackson, like that guy works his ass off on a daily to go do a job so he can afford to go drag racing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he kind of caught the world by storm like last year. He won the ODSS and he won the uh, NHRDA. And, you know, like people are going, what the hell? Like that happened on one motor. That was one of Fleece's motors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then Chase Fleece, like Chase and Braden, those guys, you know, two brothers, both extremely sharp dudes. And, you know, hanging out at their shop, it's like you walk around and there's there's a really, there's a lot of skill walking around in that building doing things. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, like if it wasn't, when you go to ATS and you go upstairs in the manufacturing side of it and there's like, there's dudes after dudes after dudes and a couple of gals that are making parts and machining, you know, and they're whittling things out and it goes into all these enthusiast trucks. Like that's the kind of stuff that's like exciting to me to watch not just our company grow, but pretty much everybody. And then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, UCC, like, it's a cool event, but, guys, it's one weekend, and it is a retarded amount of money throwing at something for something that's so <laughs> stupid. Like, I, I always compared it to your your own wedding. It's like, uh, it's like, do you remember your own wedding? Like, oh, yeah. It's like, you know when you went to the reception? Yeah, it's like you get to talk to, like, all your best friends for, like, four seconds, and that's it. And it's over. You're like, whoa, what just happened? I remember yeah. spending a whole lot of money, <laughs> and I didn't really see anybody, and now I'm gone. So, yeah, yeah it's... It's it's a nutty event. If if any of our listeners haven't been to the UCC, go to ultimatecollegechallenge.com and grab your tickets. Um, I think we have a sponsor code, Lenny, to get cheaper tickets. Hit us up on Facebook or something like that, and we'll we'll share that with you. But um, but yeah, the it's it's a cool event. It's a, it's a lot of fun. The highest horsepower stuff will be there. Plus, they're doing the um, you know the little qualifier deal, so you'll have a good handful of 1,000 to, say, 15, 1,600 horsepower trucks um, doing, uh, you know, carbon copy of the UCC with the big competitors are doing. So it should be should be a pretty good setup, man. Dude, even the qualifier, like Jay Lou, Jason Lewis, mm-hmm. he, he was the first guy, well, no, he's the second guy on the engine dyno on a single charger. Like, we set that thing up with a single, I want to say it was a 102, and that thing smashed 2,000 horsepower, and he's a qualifier. <laughs> like, the UCC is no joke. Like, those guys, yeah. I mean, it is bananas. Like, the amount, if, it's going to be a battle of attrition, I think. Like, there's going to be a lot of guys that have, that have never done what they're about to do in the amount of time they had to do it, and that's going to be the struggle. Mm. Yeah, it's bananas. Like, but there again, it's it's just a ton of enthusiasts, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you know, you were talking about me being up early, but like if I text Ben Shaddy, that guy's been up for an hour already, and he's already working on his customers' tunes. And then, you know, he he just built that Pro Street or that uh, Pro Stock truck, and well, that thing, I mean, it was fast as f in mm-hmm. the first weekend out. And yeah, and they haven't even really big. shook it down yet. Yeah, no, like that thing. I mean, the dude that put the truck together that, you know, works for Fleece shows up and, you know, he goes with Ben to the track and they both drove it and they were within a couple of tenths of one another's time. Like, the quality of stuff that we're seeing everybody building these days is bananas. Right. Well, like you'd mentioned before with the firefighter analogy, I think technology's just gotten to a point where, you know, we know what we're doing. We're not guessing. We're not... uh, just turning off torque management anymore and crossing our fingers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's it's you know really gone to a different level for sure, at least in the motorsports side of things. Yeah, yeah, and you know, demographics wise, like with the economy growing the way that it has in the bigger communities, it's diesel motorsports is all but dead, but. Mm-hmm. In the farm communities, you know, and there is a lot of places where you can kind of let the uh, let the wings, you know, spread a little bit. Like, they're, these guys have trucks that are way more fun to drive than we did 15 years ago. <laughs> I mean, you know, a few, the hell, there's, one day I was building injectors 
and I had those race waivers, you know, with the POs. And I built four sets of injectors that were for trucks that were over a thousand horsepower. <laughs> like, I'm giggling because I'm like, who really needs this? Like, does anybody need a thousand horsepower daily? <laughs> Apparently. I but does anybody need a jet ski? Come on, let's just be real. No. No. Nobody like, needs nobody... a jet ski. Nobody's going to commute to work on a jet ski, but they're they're cool. <laughs> You don't really get very many chicks on a jet ski, though. Like You can get one, at least. You get yeah, one. but you don't really fit very well if she's on it. <laughs> Apparently, you have a very tiny jet ski. I have a much bigger, longer, girthier jet ski than you. I'm just saying. I wasn't thinking of, like, a sea couch. I thought you meant, like, a stand-up jet ski. <laughs> That's a stand-up. That's called a stand-up. You couldn't balance with a chick on the back of a stand-up. That'd be ridiculous. You see my point? Like, if we're, if we're nobody gets a, a chick on a sea couch. Like, nobody gets a chick driving a hybrid, and nobody gets a chick on a sea couch. <laughs> Reality. Like, if you're going to pick up a chick with a sea couch, it better be 30 feet long and have a little teddy cabin with a toilet because you're going to get a really high-maintenance chick that's going to be amazing fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Teach their divorce. own, Mr. Reed. Yeah, until the divorce. <laughs> Yeah, until until she takes half that boat. Eddie, I want my half, Eddie. <laughs> that was great catching up with you, Lenny, and and hearing about your business and just the, the injector knowledge and you know you mentioned earlier too about just learning, you know, doing this podcast. You know, we like to learn and get the knowledge out there so people can make these you know, good choices when they do want to modify their truck or, you know, do you want, you know, a set of 90 horse or, you know, 40% over, whatever it is, you know, they, they know what's going into it. And, and then, you know, on the race side, that's just crazy, you know, with, with what's happening with the engines and injectors and turbos and transmissions and everything like that. So we'll, uh, we'll definitely be watching and, uh, and, uh, pulling for you hoping, hoping you guys do well out there. No, we, you know, we appreciate that. And if anybody's like looking for stuff to do this summer and they're in the Northwest, we have six truck pulls that we've lined up with, uh, so Alligators Hunt for Horsepower event is one of them. We've got Siskiyou Diesel in uh, Southern Oregon. There's one. Uh, Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts. There's another one. And then, uh, we've got two events in Moses Lake, Washington that are hosted by a local shop, DJ Diesel and, uh, Northwest Customs. Um, our sled's going to be at all those events. It's kind of a point series, so if anybody's listening and wants to do a little truck pulling here in the Northwest, like opportunities are there for you to come play and have fun with us. Um, you can find that on Pacific, what is it, PNP, Pacific Northwest Pullers. It's on Facebook. Awesome. Yeah. And then if anybody needs a dyno, like, let me know because we can schedule on the dyno and it's good to 3,000 horsepower and 4,000 pound feet. So if you're uh, coming and does that, then I'll buy a new dyno. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Lenny. Well, hey, man, thank you for your time. And uh, I guess I'll see you soon. I, next time I'll see you. Are you coming to Rudy's or are you just doing UCC the first thing? Um, we've got some trucks that are going to be at Rudy's, so I might go there just to support the guys that are actually running our stuff. But. Uh, if I if I can't make it to Rudy's, you know, then I'll be at UCC for sure. My man. Well, we'll see you then. And foe. Thanks again, Lenny.
I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Ryan. And, uh, you know, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Don't forget, guys, make sure and check out BD Diesel at dieselperformance.com and check out PPI Tuning. Just go to ppei.com. You guys can find anything you need. Make your truck go faster, tow better, lower EGTs. They've got everything. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.